0: God, today, uh, we just acknowledge that we need you. God, we don't have it all figured out. We don't have all, all the answers, but we know that you do. And God, even in the midst of uncertainty, God, we place our trust in you. Our confidence is not in our own strength, in our intellect, or our ability, but it's in the God that loves us, that created us, that has a plan for our life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A few years ago, y'all going to hate this because every time I preach, I talk about football. But a few years ago, I was at a football game. And uh, and it was an incredible game. Two teams going at it, uh, fighting for the number one seed going into the playoffs in the 2017 NFL uh, season. Uh it was an incredible game and um there was a lot on the line for these two teams. Specifically it was the Steelers and the Patriots. And um there was a lot on on the line for the two teams that were playing and uh but there was also a lot on the line for myself. You see, through relationships, um, we had the opportunity to get, like, really this red carpet experience at the game. And part of it wasn't just celebrating on the field with the players, the Steelers specifically, because I would never celebrate with the Patriot. No way, hoes. They win way too much. That Tom Shady, I mean, Tom Brady, I mean, he's just come. I, I'm just, I, I, Tom Brady is incredible. I'm serious. I mean, he is absolutely incredible. It don't matter if you hate the dude. He's, he's, he's great. He's great. He's Tom Brady, not Tom Shady. Anyways. Anyways, we were at the game, and uh, and and part of this 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 experience was getting to go and celebrate with the players, and and I had a jersey ready to get signed, and and not only were we going to get to celebrate on the field, we were going to get into the go into the locker room and and hang out with the players. I mean, I was I, I could already taste the champagne. I can I'm already working on my interview at the press conference. I'm, I'm already playing it out in my mind. It's the fourth quarter. There's about a minute left, and the Steelers are down by just. a a few points, a touchdown puts them in the lead. It looks impossible, but the impossible happened. They throw the ball down the field. They're working their way down. And, 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 and like this, their quarterback, Big Ben, throws a pass right into the end zone. The receiver catches it, and he rolls into the end zone. All the refs throw their hands in the air, and they say, touchdown. It was in that moment that my life changed forever. I'm already envisioning the celebration. I'm already getting ready to leave my seats. The Patriot fans are, are leaving to the exits. I mean, this is heaven on earth. And in a moment, everything changed The little ref that signaled a touchdown He runs back out onto the field And he gets on his microphone And he says, the ruling on the field has been reversed And the Steelers lost that game I want to talk to you today about how moments can change everything There are power in moments. You know, life is made up of many moments, good moments, bad moments, random moments. But today I want to talk to you about God moments, God moments. You see, God moments are significant. A God moment can change the course of your life. In a day, a God moment can accomplish more in one month than you could accomplish in 10 years. God moments are everything. But I think it's important for us before we talk about God moments. I think it's important for us to first understand that God has a plan for our life. If we don't understand or believe that God has a plan for our life, God moments are irrelevant because God moments work in accordance to the plans that God has for you specifically. In other words, God will use these moments to get you to the place that he needs to get you to at the right place at the right time. I want to just read two scriptures before we jump into what God moments look like, because again, we need to solidify that God has a plan for me. Like, yes, you like you've blown it. But guess what? The plan is still on the table. You've made a lot of bad decisions. But guess what? The plan is still there. The purpose is still there. The reason why you're still breathing today, sitting in a seat in this in in this building is because there's still a purpose for your existence. In Jeremiah chapter 29, 11, it's a a scripture that most of us can probably quote, but I think it's important for us to see. It says this, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. God has good plans for you. Your story does not have to end like the way you think it's going to end. Your life does not have to remain a disaster. If your life is bad, it does not have to stay bad because he says, I got different plans for you. Even if your life is good, God says, I can do better. Even if your life is great, God says, I can do greater. God is never content with you being here. God always wants to do more. He's a God of more than enough. He's a God that doesn't just fill your cup, but he runs it over. God's the kind of God that all, I don't know why he does it. Like there was this one time all these people needed to to get some food. They were really, really hungry. So Jesus multiplies some fish and some loaves and he feeds everybody. Everybody has had enough to eat, but there was still 12 baskets left over. God is not contained with just enough. He is the God of more than enough. That's who the God that you serve is. He has a plan for your life. His plan's significant. Ephesians chapter three, verse 20, it says this, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. If you can write down the best version of your life on a piece of paper, God can trumpet. If you can write down what your wildest dreams would look like, God can outdo that. I want us to get out of this 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 box where we say God can only go this far and can only do this much. No, God can take a criminal with a horrific past and put them in a position in a job that their record has no business placing them in. God can do that. God can God can do those kinds of things in in, in God moments. One of the people in the Bible that I really really enjoy. Uh, reading about is peter because peter obviously had a plan for his life peter was like jesus's right hand man he was an ordinary guy he was a fisherman a businessman he fished for a living but one day he encountered jesus and and and, and he goes on to do incredible things i mean this was a guy that at one time when jesus was walking on the water toward peter Peter looked to Jesus and said, Jesus, if you, if you ask me to come, I'll, I'll step out the boat. And, and, and this ordinary man named Peter stepped out of a boat and began to walk on water. Talk about an extraordinary life. There was this one time where Peter was walking to church. He was going to go pray. And as he was walking to go pray, there was this, this man who had never walked before. He was sitting by a gate, and uh, he was begging for some money. He begged for a living. He couldn't physically get up to work. As Peter was walking by with this friend named John, this man looked at Peter, hoping that Peter would give him something. But Peter's life was so extraordinary, Peter didn't give this man what everybody else could give him. Peter gave him something that not everybody else had. And he looked at this man and said, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. This man who had never walked in his life jumped to his feet in a moment and began to dance down the street. Peter was doing some incredible things that could not be explained by human intellect. People would fight to get around Peter's shadow They didn't even need Peter to pray for for them. They're just like, can I just get near his shadow that I might be made well? Peter lived an extraordinary life, and this should give us some hope because Peter was very, very ordinary. He was ordinary, and the dude was not perfect and he still lived this life that could not be explained by human intellect. His life was incredible, but I wanna hone in on the God moment that changed everything for Peter. I believe that looking into this story that we'll be able to, uh, it'll help us recognize perhaps the God moments that are happening or will be happening in our own lives Today in Matthew chapter four, eighteen through 20 through 20, it says this one day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon also called Peter and Andrew throwing a net into the water for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, come follow me. And I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and they followed him. This was the moment that everything changed for Peter. I know he walked on water. I know he healed people through Jesus. I I, I know he did miracles left and right, but this was the moment In Peter's life, where everything changed. This was his God moment. He's fishing and Jesus says, hey, come follow me. He drops his net and he follows Jesus. The first thing that we need to understand about God moments is that God moments don't look spectacular. God moments don't look spectacular. I don't know if anybody on the planet would have, would have witnessed that moment and thought to themselves, wow, everything about Peter's life is going to change. Jesus, all he said was, Peter, you want to play follow the leader? You want to come play a game of follow the leader, Peter? There was nothing spectacular about this God moment. And for some of us, if we are looking for something spectacular, we may miss out on the moment that has the power to change everything. I look back at my life, and and I've had different God moments in my life, and and um and and, but the one that's always stuck with me the most was 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 the moment where where I was at youth camp and I gave my life to Jesus, and 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 it was in that moment where I I really felt like I had received my calling, my purpose at this camp. But if but if I look past all of that, I go back to this 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 location at my high school on an ordinary day when I had popcorn chicken in one hand and a Sprite in the other, and a girl came up to me and said, hey, I wanna invite you to my church youth camp. Can I tell you something? There was nothing spectacular about that moment. I didn't even care about the church youth camp, but that moment changed everything. Like I'm here today because of such an unspectacular moment that took place during lunch 10, 12 years ago. God moments don't look spectacular. And if you're looking for something big, you might miss out on what is right in front of you that can change your life. It may look like it may look like you walking out into this lobby today and seeing a table that says, Ooh, small groups, they go fishing. Let me, do I know? But, but, but what if, what, what if, what if there was someone in that group that knew something about God that you didn't know, That had a conviction by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. And maybe that terminal illness that your family member has right now, that person has a revelation and God's going to use that person in the fishing group to go pray for your family member who's about to lose their life. But before it's over, God's healing power touches their body and life comes back in. You would go back to that unspectacular moment and say it all changed right there. God moments, man, they don't look spectacular. They're so simple, you can, you can miss them. The second thing that I see of, about these God, these God moments is that number two, number two, where's my number, my number two, there it is. That God moments, God moments, they make sense to your heart before your mind. They make sense to your heart. They're not going to make sense right here. What do, What do I mean? When I go back to to my my, my experience at youth camp, I'll never forget uh, Pastor Randy giving an invitation for people to give their lives to Jesus. But he's, you know, he's definitely not old at all. I mean, he can beat me up. I'm telling you, he's, he has slammed me on my back before. I'm... You think this is a not because he was angry with me. I think he just wanted to prove a point like, dude, you mess with my daughter. You know, I can take you out anyways. So he's not old, but he is a little old school sometimes. And, you know, nowadays in church, we give people an opportunity to give their life to Jesus. We don't even even make you raise your hand anymore. It's just like, hey, that's just between you and God. But he said in this moment, if you want to give your life to Jesus, go to heaven, everything changed. You need to come to this altar. Like you can't even make the decision that you see come to this altar right now. I don't go to altars. I'm not going to go up to an altar. That's crazy. I'm like, who, who what are you? What, what's the difference of doing it here or doing it? In, I'm just not going to do it. But it was in that moment when he gave that invitation, I got up out of my, something in my heart said, get up out of your seat and run to the, I was about to run to the front. And then your mind starts trying to pull you back. Can I tell you something? God moments are going to make sense right here on the inside. You're right here, you're gonna know what to do. But your mind is gonna fight to say no, no, no. Not for you. It's gonna register, oh, you know that's the right decision but my mind won't let me do it. Because God moments will always make sense to your heart and not to your mind. And if you allow your mind to win, if you allow your mind to keep you from responding to what your heart is telling you to go after. You will spend your life watching other people live the life that you should be living. And I don't want to do that because it doesn't register right here. Some of us are, are, we're just too smart for our own good. And and I know I shouldn't say that because I, I really believe that we do have to use our brain. God gave you a brain to use, but there will be some moments in your life. Where God will call you to take a step that on paper will not make any sense. And you're going to have to know that you know right here that this could be my God moment. God moments can change everything. They won't register with your mind, but they will register with your heart. My desire is that we as a church, you as a husband, don't look at another marriage that your marriage could have looked like. That you don't look at another family thinking, man, that could, that could have been me if I would have just stayed true to what I knew I should have done in my heart. In 1991, there was a, a pastor who started a church with 21 people. And, and after some time, it grew to 4,000 people. They needed a new Building It was so big. And so they went after it. He went after it, that pastor went after it and God helped and supplied. And they had this beautiful facility with thousands and thousands of people. And as this pastor would get on stage to speak, he always noticed this, this elderly man sitting in his seat, crying during all of the services. So the pastor, he talked to one of his associate pastors. He said, Go 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 connect with the, the elderly man who's always crying. I just want to know what's what's going on. And so the associate pastor goes up to him. He said, Sir, I just want to make sure you're okay. And you know, we noticed you're you're crying. And and and, and this elderly man said, in, in in 1981, God gave me a dream. He gave me a dream about a church that I would start. The dream was was so vivid. I had such a picture of what this church looked like. I had a professional draw out the facility to what my dream was like. He pulled out a picture of what this church looked like in his dream. And it was the exact building that he was sitting in. And he knew that he should have been the pastor of that church. But because he did not listen to his heart, but he surrendered to his mind that said you could never do it. He sat there watching someone else doing something that he should have been doing. These are God moments. Register with your heart, not with your mind. I think it's also important for us to understand this, that just because God moments register with your heart It doesn't mean it's going to register with other people's hearts. So if you take what God is leading you to do to your best friend, you can't blame her, but she may look at you and tell you you're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. I mean, try taking a real God moment to someone that you really, really love. God moments can be crazy. I mean, when you read the Bible, God would do some things that really contradicted the way that we think. He'd be like, hey, we're going to go to the promised land. But instead of sending you the easy way, I'm going to send you toward a dead end called the Red Sea. Like it doesn't make any sense. But if God has spoken to your heart, you're going to have to embrace it for yourself. Even if everybody around you tells you you're crazy, it doesn't make sense. Don't do it. Don't do it. You can't blame them though, because God didn't put that moment in their heart. So the only way they can process that is through human intellect. So they're going to give you their best advice, but they're not going to speak from their heart. They're going to speak from their mind. And if you make decisions based on what your mama thinks you should do, you may never live the life that God said you should do. I'm telling you, I know this sounds borderline disrespectful, but there will be a day where mama will be singing your praises. I'm telling you, it's a, she'll be singing. You, do you know, like my mama, she was, she's a, and I, am talking about her today. Cause she's not in church. She's in Yosemite right now. She said, you missed church last weekend. I'm gonna miss church this weekend. I said, Wh- whatever you're, you're 50 years old. Do whatever you want. <laughs> like, you don't have to get in an argument with me. My mom, she's a big fan of like Joel Osteen. She loves Joel Osteen. Well, you know, what's really, really funny is, is uh, when I first came to this church and I said, listen, mom, I'm going to sell out to this. I want to do this. She said like, mijo, like you're crazy. Like mijo, you'll never, you like that's just not, that's, we go to church. You're not going to, it was hard for them to process the God dream in my heart. But I'm telling you through relationships, watching God work things. One day I got invited by my father-in-law to Joel Osteen's house. Oh, you think it's, cr- I've been in the guy's house and I went home. I wasn't supposed to take pictures, but I think I snuck a few. Pastor Cherie's like, you ain't going, Can't take don't, this, Don't take pictures. I think I snuck a few. I got home. I said, mama, like you remember when you said that I shouldn't be doing any of this. Your meat hole has been in your favorite preacher's house. Mama, I may not know it didn't make sense to you like way back then, but it's going to make sense to them today. So let them hate on you right now. Just say, I'll be back in 10 years and my life will look a lot different and you will thank me by then. I'm telling you, that's how it works. So you're going to have to be okay with embracing your God moment all by yourself. Angle ain't going to register with everybody. Do not forfeit your moment. The third reason is this. God moments, they happen at inconvenient times. Inconvenient times. Very inconvenient. I again, I don't know why God does this. He looks at Peter. He says, Peter, come and follow me. At the very moment, Peter was already casting his net into the sea. If I'm Peter, I'm like, Jesus, could, you, could we have not had this conversation before I got all my stuff together and, and got out here on the... Jesus, the net is in the air. It's about to touch the water and now you're wanting me to go and follow follow you your god moment may show up in the busiest season of your life your god moment may show up when you have all your plans lined up perfectly your god moment may show up on the day that you should be at home resting sleeping your small group may be meeting on fridays but that's your day off but that could be your god moment God moments happen at inconvenient times. And if you're waiting for the perfect moment, it'll never happen. If you're waiting for all your T's to be crossed and your I's to be dotted, it will never happen. There has been so many times in my life where I've felt in my heart that I was to go in and invite friends to church. I don't know why. Perhaps God wanted them to have a God moment that Sunday in church. So I'd go call my friends. I'd go even go to their home sometimes, and say, hey man, I just want to invite you to church. I'll pick you up, man. You can come sit by me and and whatever. Ah, oh, well hey, like I, I'd love to go but but just today's not a good day. Or you know, I'm, I'm still working on some stuff, man. Let me, let me get some things fixed real quick in my life before I show up there. You know, I don't, I, I, I'll go eventually. And, and I think about how many people have missed out on their God moment because it didn't line up with their time schedule. When a God moment presents itself, you must know that it has the ability to propel you to the future quicker than anything you could have ever done in your own strength it may be inconvenient it may even look like a step back sometimes but a God moment will always get you to your destination quicker and more effectively than you could have gotten on your own they come at inconvenient times the last thing that we should know about God moments is this. You don't find God moments. God moments find you. You don't find them. You might, but typically they're going to find you. Peter was going about his life doing what he knew to do. He wasn't looking for Jesus. He wasn't running after him figuring out where he was at. Peter was fishing but Jesus found him God moments are going to find you and uh, they're they're, they're going to come and I think it's important to see that again they're not spectacular they're not spectacular they're they're going to register with your heart not, not with your mind, they're going to probably come at an inconvenient time, they're going to find you and when they find you a lot of times they're gonna look like an invitation or an opportunity. And a God moment can be pregnant with power. It can be pregnant with potential. But if you don't recognize it, but more importantly, if you don't respond to your God moment, you'll never get the benefit of it. It'll just be a moment that was pregnant with potential. That could have changed the trajectory of your lineage, could have changed the course of your marriage, could have changed the course of your son, course of your life. But without a response, it is powerless and it can do nothing. I really believe in this place today that there's people that, that, that have maybe overlook their God moment but there's something that God has put in your heart to do and I don't want to make it seem like it has to be something big like God saying like I'm sending you across the nation to go no it could be something as simple as saying you know what I know right here I should take that step to do what Pastor Randy was talking about and saying God I trust you with my money it could be something as simple as knowing that you know what All my relationships right now in my life, like they're good. But man, I know that I need some positive influences. I I need to grow in some positive relationships. I know that I need to sign up for one of those small groups. They, They don't look very spectacular. I know. But for some of us, we just need to respond to what we already know we need to do. I believe there's others in this place today that are like, dude, I don't even know what to do. I was in your shoes. I'll never forget that moment I gave my life to God. I said, God, what's next? Like, I get that I'm on my way to heaven, but like, what am I supposed to do today? Like, what's that opportunity? What what does that opportunity look like? I'm not saying when God is going to present those things to you or how he's going to deliver those opportunities, those God moments to you, but I I do know this. If you will give God your yes, yes, before he ever introduces it to you, it has a way of attracting God moments. Can I tell you something? I am not where I'm at in my life because I'm perfect, but I have been available. I made that clear with God. God, I don't think I'm the best fit for the job. God, I don't think I'm the most likely to succeed. God, I'm probably gonna fumble the ball a few times. God, but if you call at me, call on me at two o'clock in the morning, I'll be there. God, if you need me to go out here, I'll, I'll I'll do it. God, I'm available. I'm telling you, I'm not saying, and I don't want you to compare your story to my story, but before God put that moment or before God introduced my purpose in my life in that moment, I had to give him my yes. I didn't even know what I was saying yes to, but God knew my heart and he knew that I meant business and he knew that he had my yes. And when he knew I was available, bam, God moments would happen. I believe God wants to do something special in our lives today. Like seriously, one moment can change everything. It's not your job to create the moment. God will create the moment. It's our job to just say, God, I give you my yes. I don't know what it looks like, but I say yes. I don't know how to read my Bible yet, but I say yes. I don't even know how to pray, God, but I say yes. God, I was on drugs last night, but today I say yes. God, I'm on my third marriage, but right now I say yes. God, the course of my home right now is going in the wrong direction, but God, I say yes. You can be at the bottom. And give God your yes and float to the top like that. I'm going to ask us to stand to our feet today. And I'm going to ask our worship team to to sing through a song. This moment doesn't have to be insanely spectacular, trust me. But God will do something very supernatural in your life. If you would give him your yes. Yes. For some of us, it's just saying yes to the things that we already know we should be responding to. For others who are desiring to take a step, it's simply saying, God, I don't know what that step looks like for my life, but I give you my yes even before that. And I believe God's going to do something special. Could we give God our yes today? God, today we just acknowledge that you are greater than anything and God even as Jeremiah said God you know the plans that you have for us indicating that God we probably don't even know the plans for ourselves yet so God right now we do what we can and we say yes we don't even know what we're saying yes to but we know if it's your plan that it's going to be good and not disaster. So we embrace it, God, and we surrender our agenda. We surrender our pride. We surrender our fears that would try to hold us back. And in this moment, we make fresh commitments to simply say yes. In Jesus' name, let's sing this, guys. Another morning. We say yes, God. God. We say yes, God. I don't want to miss another morning. God, we say yes to Give your perfect plan for our life. I don't want to miss another morning. God is far greater than Give anything we could even come up with on our own. I don't want to miss another morning. Give you my heart. I don't want to miss another morning. Say yes, God. I don't Fresh commitments miss today, God. God, we're far from perfect, I'm but we're hard, here. Don't wanna God, wanna we're far from perfect, more. but we're available. I'm open my heart God, whatever you need and us and to do, God, we say. You say. the season of small groups and we call it small groups, but that's just the church name for it. What's happening in these groups right now is people are finding freedom. People are finding freedom. The reason why you're wired the way that you're wired is because of the relationships that you have invested in. The reason why you think the way that you think today is because of the way that you grew up. The reason why you like the teams that you like today are because of the people in your life that said, that's who we like. And some of us are living mediocre lives. And that's not like insanely, like you can still go to heaven. But I really believe that some of us, most of us are one right relationship away. From experiencing a life that we had no idea existed for us, I was talking to someone—I can't remember who it was—and uh, they said, "What would you be doing if if you weren't doing what you're doing today?" I said, "Well, like honestly, for me, I—you know—I—I I didn't have big vision. I didn't have like—I—I I didn't have like—I didn't have a vision." I was like like dude like just give me enough to have Taco Bell and like a place to lay my head and and I'm cool I'm content. I had no I, I didn't know I was going to have 3 girls by the time I was 30. I love my girls. I'm praying for a boy cuz that's 3 weddings. God knows I need to be rich. Um but but I was I was sharing them what my life probably would look like and And honestly, I I was, you know, I didn't know anything different, but I'm like, I'm like, well, how did he was like, well, how, how'd you get here as opposed to, to there? And, and I wanted to say like, it was all God and like, it is all God, but one of the greatest gifts that God gives to us are each other. And I realized one of the only differences between myself and some of my close friends was the relationships that God put me around. The reason why I'm here today is because I got around other people that believed different than me, thought differently than me, had bigger vision than me. You have been stuck and nothing else is going to cure it except the right relationship. Your God moment today could be walking into that lobby and finding a place for you that you fit. I'm I'm just saying for some of us, Because we want things to change in our lives. We really do. But if you don't fix certain things, these things will never change. The right relationships in your life will keep you in the game. It can change the course for you. There was a guy in the Bible named Abraham. He had had this nephew named, named Lot. And Lot was a knucklehead. But you know what, Lot, Lot, Lot was a knucklehead, but Lot knew something. If I can stay connected to Abraham, I'm going to be okay. Like you can be a knucklehead and have the right three people in your life and still be okay. I want to encourage some of us today. Again, God moments are not Spectacular. It may look as simple as downloading the Celebration USA app and finding a marriage group that meets here on Tuesday nights at 7 and looking at your spouse and say, Hey, my mind's telling me no, but my heart says that we should show up on that Tuesday. And it can change everything. Before we leave, I want to do one more thing. And I'm going to ask us in this place to just close our eyes and bow our head one more time. We're going to give people in this place an opportunity to surrender their lives to Jesus, to make that personal decision to have a real relationship with God. The Bible makes it very clear. All you have to do is receive Jesus into your heart. What does that mean? That means that you put your trust in Jesus, you confess him as your Lord and savior. You see, you're not gonna get connected to God because you're all that in a bag of chips. Jesus was all that in a bag of chips and if you get connected to him you get connected to God I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer after me today and I'm going to ask you to mean it with all of your heart say this, say Jesus today I surrender my life to you I believe that you live for me and I believe that you died on a cross for me my confidence is not in me but in you Today, I call you my Savior, and I make you my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.